0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Airman Helping Airmen podcast. I'm your CEO, Khalith Wright. And today, you know, I always say this, I always say I have a very special guest with me today, but today I really, really, like really, really have a very special guest. And her name is Haley McLean Hill. Now I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Haley. So first of all, she is a first lieutenant in the United States Air Force. She is currently serving well working with Sports Illustrated through SkillBridge. She is the founder and CEO of Torch. It's a, her own clothing brand for modern-day women warriors. And get this, she is an NFL cheerleader for the 49ers, and she was also a cheerleader for the Atlanta Falcons. As you can see, Haley, I don't know if you see the hat, but I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I think we're going to get along just fine either way and earned her Bachelor of Science degree in math from uh, Penn State University. Haley, welcome (laughs) to the show.
1: Khalid, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have you with us. Now, you know, you're somewhat of a unicorn when it comes to airmen and being in the Air Force. Tell me, how do you balance being an entrepreneur, being a professional cheerleader leader, and your role in the United States Air Force.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to circle back to the Dallas Cowboys thing because I have a fun little surprise for you on that one. Uh oh. But <laughs> so I guess we can start from the very beginning. My mom and my family was super adamant about me being involved in as many things as possible. So I was a very well-rounded, just woman in general. So I would play instruments. I was on the track team. I was a cheerleader. I was a dancer. I was in all the clubs. I was in student council. I was in all those types of things. So I was constantly moving, doing different things since I was, I swear, five years old. So when I got to college, I received my Air Force ROTC scholarship. And I was like, I don't want to stop cheering and I don't want to stop dancing. So I continued to do that in college. And once I graduated, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, this is my passion. Why would I stop it now? The Air Force is giving me this incredible opportunity to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I've never been here. Why wouldn't I just go for the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, I was a dancer and I think my story is very compelling. So I went for it. And when I was in Atlanta, I was a recruiter. And what I tell a lot of people is the balance comes from being slightly lucky and also just going for it. So, when I was a recruiter, I had a lot of time in my evenings because a lot of events were in the morning for students. So, my evenings were consumed with my practices, my weekends. There weren't a lot of events on the weekends. So, my Sundays were taken for football. And then the rest of the time I was working as a recruiter. And then, when I moved out here to California, I was very lucky to join the 49ers. And our schedule is only Saturday practices and Sunday games, occasional Monday, occasional Thursday. And it kind of works out perfectly. As a force support officer, my schedule is very flexible and I can kind of come in during my daytime. And then on my weekends, it's like my little side job, a little fun, little gig. So that's really cheer and work. And then with being an entrepreneur, as you know, sir, it's 24-7. So when I'm not doing either of those in my evenings and my mornings. If I'm not working out or something, I am constantly just thinking of ideas. I have an iPad, I'm jotting things down. I'm reaching out to customers. I am fulfilling orders. It's just kind of, you make it work. When you have a passion for it, you definitely make it work.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, I really admire you for being able to take on, especially at such an early point in your career, being able to take on so many unique Opportunities and I heard you mention the word luck at one point, but you know what they say about luck is where preparation meets opportunity, right? So exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're a huge role model, and hopefully more of our, our airmen and service members and really just people across the world. I hope they get to see you and hear your story. This will just be a little bit of it that we'll talk about about here. But but I'm interested in you know, with all the things that, that you're doing, even though it sounds like you have a really good plan for how you manage your time, how do you manage your energy? How do you, know, you seem like a very energetic person. How do you make sure that you have enough energy to give to cheerleading, to dancing, to the Air Force, and then to, to torch your business?
1: Definitely. I have this saying, it's called, Seek What Sets Your Soul on Fire. And that's kind of where my where Torch comes from with like the fire. And that's where like, I have a little women's retreat business on the side too, but we won't talk about that. But it just, (laughs) I think I go after things that excite me. And so the energy just kind of comes naturally. I am constantly telling myself, like, if this is not exciting me, if I'm tired when I'm walking into somewhere, if I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, clearly that's not for me. So when I go into my dance practices and I'm knowing that I have to prepare for that, I love it because I'm dancing, I'm listening to music throughout the week. I'm like, this is so much fun. I get to be around my girls. It's an incredible feeling. And then with work, with being surrounded by my airmen, I get to walk I get to go in every single day and just be that like big sister to them almost and just hear their stories and everything. And I absolutely love it. And when it comes to again with my business, I find the energy because I'm doing something that I've always been very excited to learn about fashion impacting women positively, uplifting them. And especially with my business, it's something that came out of like, I saw such a problem and I saw a problem within myself too. Like, Why isn't there an alternative to make women feel a little bit more like a woman in their uniform sometimes? And I wanted that type of light and fire when I, wore, when I got to wake up every day and go into the Air Force, which is already an incredible opportunity and amazing. I'm so humbled to be able to be here. But just those little things, I think, has really changed how I look at just my every day, putting on my uniform every day. So I was like, if I can do this for myself, i love to do this for other women. And the people that I've reached through it is incredible to one day wake up one morning and I might be feeling a little exhausted or whatever. And I see a customer hits me up. I'm sorry, contacts me from Australia or something like that. (laughs) And it's like, I am reaching so many women around the world who I call them my women warriors. And it is like when I'm exhausted or when I'm up late packaging orders, and I see that it's going to Alaska or I see it's going to Japan. I'm like, this is so worth it. It's so worth it.
0: Yeah, I mean, your, your energy, man, is catching and you can feel free to say hit me up or any other lingo that I mean, we all use that kind of language. Uh, I ask people to hit me up uh, all the time. Let's go back to your, so you have these really distinct but kind of interconnected roles. Let's talk about the Air Force for a minute. It sounds like you find helping airmen and being a big sister to them really rewarding. What do you find challenging about being in the Air Force?
1: Ooh, okay. Personally, the challenge for me is separating Haley and then Lieutenant McLean Hill. And I'm sure you feel the same way, right? I have this personality where I love to connect genuinely and very honest with people. And I am just, there's not a lot of fluff. Like even for this podcast, right? I'm like, I'm not going to really prepare because I want to bring my most authentic self to the table as much as possible for the airmen, for the people listening, for you. And I think. Sometimes in the Air Force, you have to put this hat on that is for the mission that might be disciplinary thing that you might not fully agree with, with like your higher leadership or something like that. And it's really hard for me not to be like, Ooh, I don't necessarily agree with this one, but I'm going to have to like really go take a walk or something because I care so much about my airmen. Sometimes I care for them and their personal needs, sometimes a little bit more which is, you know, obviously mission first, but sometimes if they want to take leave and there's only going to be one person in the office, I'm like, just go, just go. You're like, take care of yourself, your mental health. And my leadership was like, no ma'am, no ma'am. And I'm like, dang, you know, it's a more modern word a world out here now. Right. And I kind of use that in my businesses also, and I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but the world is changing. And I feel like I'm trying to push the Air Force in my office in a direction where it's understanding and seeing that like we live in a digital world now. If you have to go home, if you have to do something, like you can still handle your stuff. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people who have been in the Air Force for a long time, they're not understanding that like you should be here all the time. You should be, you know, sacrificing everything. And I personally believe like if you're taking care of yourself and your own mental state is really like number one, good to go, you're going to be showing up and you're going to be Excited to be there because you know people genuinely care about you. So I know the Air Force cares and I know that they want to do their best. I think sometimes I push it in a direction that's a little bit towing that line.
0: Yeah, I think we need, I want say we, I'm no longer in the Air Force, but the Air Force needs.
1: We miss you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I miss you guys too, but the Air Force needs more leaders like you. One thing you said that really resonates with me is being able to show up as your true, authentic self, which is. You know, I spent 32 years in the Air Force and it was rare. It was rare that leaders like yourself, especially at the early point in their careers, kind of where you are, would feel comfortable enough to show up every day as their true, authentic selves, to have relationships, to have friendships, to take risks, to say, hey, I know we're undermanned, but really need to go home, go home. Because the alternative is, that you'll stay here, you'll make it worse, and perhaps maybe even make a, you know, a costly mistake. So I really appreciate you and your thoughts. And you also mentioned not preparing necessarily for the podcast, because you want it to be authentic. And that's a great, great quality to have. Have you ever had any experiences? I'm just going to shift gears here for a second.
1: Sure.
0: Have you had any experiences with Air Force Aid Society, you or any of your, your airmen?
1: I have not. And that is so bad. So please tell me more and, and, you know, educate me on this, please.
0: Yeah, no, it's actually not bad at all. It's actually kind of good that, (laughs) that you have it because Air Force Aid Society, you know, we do three things primarily, you know, the core of what we do is we call the emergency financial assistance. So if there's a hurricane, if there's a flood, you guys got a lot of wildfires and stuff in California, or if any of and so, I, this is. I want you to take note of this. If any of your airmen ever find themselves in any type of financial difficulty, they can't pay the bills, they lose a parent, and they need to go home. If they have any type of need with their pets or their children, any type of financial need, uh, reach out to us, and Air Force Aid Society will be there to help. And most of our stuff is designed for emergency situations, but we also do scholarships for. Uh, Dependents of uh, family members, and then we do some community-related stuff, mostly in the spouse employment and child care issues. So, no doubt, at some point in your career, just depending on how long you stay in the Air Force, uh you may need uh, Air Force Aid Society.
1: I love that. Yeah, incredibly important. So, oh, thank you.
0: Yeah. So, you recently appeared in a, uh, I think it was a Salute to Service video in one of the Monday night games. Yes. As uh, part of. You're giving back to the community, how important do you think it is for all of us as leaders and really as citizens, as human beings, to give back to our communities?
1: It is the most rewarding and selfless experience to be able to give back when you have so much. I think when you have so much, you kind of get clouded a little bit of like what issues could be or whatever. And Once you put yourself in a situation where someone has less than you and you can truly see your impact with them and their smile and just they kind of look up to you as somebody who can really help, genuinely help them and you're there to genuinely help, all the other issues kind of go away and everything gets put in a really great perspective. I think that's why when I was 16 years old, my parents, they asked me, they're like, what would you like for your 16th birthday? Really big, big decision. And they were like, you can either get a car or you can go on this traveling trip where you would do community service, you would go around Europe and learn all about different cultures and give back while you are actually traveling. And I was like, you know, I think I definitely want to go to Europe for 21 days. That sounds like something I'd like to do. And since then I I swear it has changed my entire perspective on who I am as a person, kind of seeing how huge the world is. I mean, it's a small world, but it's also so massive. And just being able to go to Spain, go to Switzerland, talk with the community there, picking up trash over in Belgium, like doing these types of things. It's just like, I'm a happier person because I know that I am so blessed. I am so blessed. And I constantly am trying to give back and to show, and I love coaching. I love giving back to my cheer community, to the Air Force at any way that I possibly can, because it's a perspective type of thing. Because when you're in your own bubble, it's really hard to like, think in other people's shoes. But once you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and empathize and really be there for them, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. It's so important.
0: You know, when I was 16, I would have took the car. <laughs> I love everything that you did. And I and I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing what you did, but I would have took the car and most of my friends probably would have.
1: Well here's my parents were very nice and they gave me it like a year after, but still <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Now it, to me it sounds like Everything that you do for the Air Force, for your business with cheering is actually fun. It all sounds like you have a lot of fun doing it, but are there any other things? Like, what do you do when you're not working in either one of those capacities? What do you do to, to have fun?
1: Oh my gosh. There's not a lot of time right now for that. When you're, again, like when you're an entrepreneur, my fun is diving into Shark Tank, diving into like just podcasts and personal development. Right now, I am like obsessed with business and psychology, marketing, psychology, and like all those things. So when I am home and I can relax, either I go to like, there's this place down in Sacramento, it's called Asha Bath House. And it's like a relaxation type of thing. And there's like a sauna and jacuzzi and cold plunge. And so just like focusing on my mental and physical health and then learning, that is really what I like to do on the side trying to think and travel as much as possible, as much as I can. Uh, My schedule is very tight right now. My weekends are jam packed and it's just like, but when I'm not in season, I love to go take little day trips and go to San Francisco, find a cute little coffee shop and write in my notebook. I'm pretty corny, you know, I'm not that much fun, but (laughs) I'm 27. I'm like, I'm at an age where I don't need to go like rage and like, but I do fully enjoy like concerts and stuff like that. I'm a very experienced type of person. So when I'm not relaxing, trying to recharge, I'm always looking for the new experience to enhance my life.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know that anybody would consider you corny, but I feel <laughs> you. So for the young men and women, let's talk specifically about young minority women who may be watching you today. What advice would you give them for, Navigating, being in the military, navigating, having multiple interests and being able to accomplish about goal setting, what have you. Just in general, what advice would you give them based on what you learn and your experience?
1: Absolutely. So, three things right off the bat. Number one, find a mentor, find another minority mentor. I really would think that's like number one, I think. I have a few colonels and majors who just have my back when I need to just have that very open and honest conversation about work, about everything. And that's number one, find a mentor who's going to have your back. Number two, be very open and honest with your leadership at all times. Just telling them exactly who you are, where you've come from, what your experience have been. Very open and honest and of course, respectful at all times when you're talking with them. And then number three is take those risks. Like this is like the Haley side of things when you have goals and stuff like that, when you're trying to incorporate with that, with the military, you can be, you can have a mentor who has your back. You can be open, honest, and respectful, but please take those risks and go for it when you don't feel like you're maybe a hundred percent ready or no one else has done this. So maybe I shouldn't be doing this or that's too big of a goal or that's too big of a dream. Like take that risk. I would say it is scary. There's going to be setbacks and there's constantly going to be somebody who's going to be like, what are you doing over there? Like, Ooh, maybe you need to go sit down where, and it's like, if you feel very passionate and excited about something, go for it and you will find the time. You will find the time for your goals and you will find the time to really feel not just as a member in the military, but as somebody who is growing and and specifically, I love to talk with women too, you know, in the military, but as a young minority, male or female, it is important to take those risks and do it confidently and know that there's going to be failures, but it's so worth it because you will grow immensely. So mentor, respectful, and what was the last one?
0: Risk, (laughs) take risks.
1: (laughs) Take risks, exactly.
0: I think that's really, really uh, sage advice. I want to hit on something that that you mentioned. At one point in there, you said, I think it was after the second point you you said, "Okay, now this is Haley speaking. And so I'm interested. Do you feel like Haley and Lieutenant McLean Hill, that you have to be different people, that you have to have a different persona as the Air Force leader versus the entrepreneur and the cheerleader?
1: You know, there's no doubt that I feel like I am least experienced, obviously, as an Air Force officer. So with everything, with my background and everything, I'm a professional with cheerleading, you know, I'm new to the entrepreneur world also, but I do feel like I am faking it till I make it sometimes when I am in my Air Force role. So I guess in that sense, it is a slight different persona because I have to put this hat on as like, I know what I'm, I kind of know what I'm doing here and I have to be a confident decision maker and I have to walk into rooms with colonels and, and brief and all these types of things. And I feel less, less like, and here's the thing though. The thing is, is that I don't think you have to be completely different people. And I don't think that, and I'm learning that every day where if I come to work every day and I'm like, Hey guys, like, how's everything going? And I'm received more like that because they're like, Oh, you're a human too. But it's, sometimes in some situations, yes, you do have to put on that different type of person. And with their stereotypes, when I walk in, when the people come to my, when people meet me, they're like, you know, I remember being called cheerleader during field training. Like they didn't even say, but they're just like, oh, it's just a cheerleader or whatever. And then I end up graduating first because they warmed up to me and I warmed up to them. And so I think sometimes in life in general, there's a time and place for everything. Sometimes you have to hold back a little bit who you are, protect that side of you. So people possibly can't take advantage or think that you're kind of weak. So I would say sometimes you have to put that persona on, especially in the military, as "I'm a badass, don't mess with me, and this is who I am." But sometimes I really want to be like, "Hi, guys!" <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: well, I asked that question because this is something that I've seen throughout my career. I don't know that I ever really struggled with. I, I leaned more most of the time toward just being being who I am. Sometimes <laughs> it was good, and sometimes. It wasn't, but I got pretty good later in life, into my career, at not being a different person, but being adaptable, flexible, being able to pivot depending on the environment that I was in. But the core of who you are, I think, should always come out. You should always be willing and able to to be Haley, even in your professional environment, because, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, people really love authenticity. People love to be inspired by somebody that's real. They, they don't really care that much if you're always right, but I think people actually, during, I you know, Craig Rochelle, one of my favorite leadership podcasts, he says, people don't care if you're always right, but they care when you're always real. So I can appreciate that about you and, and actually understanding the importance of being able to pivot and adjust and adapt to the different environments that you might be in. Exactly. What's the future look like for you? I would generally tell someone that's really, really talented like yourself, this may sound uh, odd coming from someone who was a chief master of the Air Force, but when I run across people who are super duper talented, I typically tell them to get out <laughs> of the Air Force. And I'm not, <laughs> obviously, not encouraging you to do that. But I'm interested in what's the future look like for Haley.
1: Hey, you're a real one if you say that to people, <laughs> because <laughs> you know I am separating from the military. Mm-hmm. So I decided that. It is time for me to step away from the comfortability and the security of the military, which I'm so thankful for. But it's time for me to venture into this new phase of my life slightly that I'm feeling like it's pulling me in that direction. So here come the Cowboys. I am going to be trying out for the Dallas Cowboys next year.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: I know you be. I thought that I was like, oh, it's meant to be. I guess it's affirmed. I have to do it now because Khalid Absolutely. So, <laughs> I'm going for it. It's gonna be it's a huge goal. Again, it's a huge risk. I'm possibly gonna be moving to Dallas. You know, I've never lived in Texas, all those things. So I'll be doing that. That's definitely something on that I'm. that's one goal. I wanna go on Shark Tank. I really wanna go on Shark Tank. Have you ever watched the show? I have, yeah. It's phenomenal. I love it. I binge it every single day. It's so awesome. I think it's, again, putting myself in that kind of uncomfortable situation where I'm not really like a business savvy type of person, but I think I can get by with my personality. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, good, good luck to you. And uh, I'm always here to support if you ever need anything. I know you have mentors already, but if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. What empowers you, do you think, to take risks like you do to just decide, hey, I'm just going to transition out of the military and I'm going to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I'm going to be on Shark Tank and I'm going to get me a lot of money for my, <laughs> my clothing <laughs> line and I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> Where do you get the courage from, I would say?
1: Oh my gosh. So it's kind of funny. I was just talking to one of my best friends about this. And again, kind of from a younger age and I was raised by my mom and I had a stepdad and, and then my grandmother was a huge influence in my life. She was 20 years Air Force. She got out as a senior master sergeant. She's in the dental field. So it's a little, she was chilling a lot of the time. No, just kidding. But I had such strong women. My mom worked for NASA. She was a math major. She, I just had such powerful women in my life who were always like, go ahead, Haley, you can do it. Like, go for it, go for it. And I'm just constantly put myself in these positions where I could succeed or I could fail. And so I tell people, I'm like, the more you... Put yourself in that position to succeed, and you prepare, right? It's all about preparing and making sure you're ready for that. And I know, like for Dallas, like I've been preparing for this my entire life. Like I've been on two teams now. I have an incredible story. I'm gonna work out so my body's right and tight. You know, I know what I need to do. Walk in prepared. So I'm like, if these girls can do it, I can definitely do it because I put myself in positions to make other teams. And like, once you see your prior success, also it kind of helps you build on that. And it's like, okay, well, I've done that. So I think I can do this. And I, I'm pretty sure I can do this now too. And I never come in cocky or anything like that, but I come in extremely confident. And I'm like, you know, with my support system, with my work ethic, and just knowing that a lot of people don't even put themselves out there to do it. I'm like, I'm brave enough to put myself out there. Shark Tank, again, I... I don't ever like to bring it back to like my zodiac sign or anything, but I am a Sagittarius. We are just adventurous people and we just want to go for big life goals and experience as much as you can out of life. And I feel like business is one of those things that a lot of people don't grasp and they don't own something. And this small business space has taught me so much. and I've met incredible people like yourself who are self-made CEOs and all these things where they're working their butt off and they're so determined. And I love being around people like that. Yeah. So it's really just surrounding myself with people who are really high achievers and then knowing that I have achieved already. So why not go for something bigger? And then just, I don't know. I mean, my crazy personality, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, I think you're you're a huge inspiration to me and to lots of people. I wonder how you look at fear and failure and adversity and, you know, coming up short, which is what many of us as human beings keeps us from becoming the best version of ourselves is because we allow fear and failure to stand in the way. How is it that, you know, I imagine you're a human, so fear and the concept of failing at some of these things has to creep into your persona at times, but how do you generally look at setbacks and fear and failure and things of that nature?
1: Ooh, yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, life is scary sometimes and can give you a couple of these a lot of times, you know, and I am, I have been through a lot and I think I've learned so much from those ad, those times of adversity. Like I'll share, you know, I was like this close from not graduating and commissioning into the air force. I was struggling academically. I'm a very creative mind and I like to create things and um math was just not my strength. So I was working overtime and I was feeling like I'm not gonna make it, I'm not gonna make it, I'm not gonna make it. I'm like this, I'm terrified. What am I not gonna commission? I'm gonna lose my scholarship, I'm not gonna and like life is always gonna throw those things at you. And I just I would tell myself, I'm like, there's no other option than to succeed at this point. There's no other option. And so I'm like, I'm a very resourceful person. So when I see problems and I see adversity coming my way. I know it's, and you have to accept it. I think it's one of those things you have to accept it. Life is going to throw itself at you. You have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, we don't even have to to talk about boyfriends or anything like that. (laughs) That is just the whole thing. I mean, it's just like failures are going to come your way. You know, you're going to be scared with personal goals, professional goals. It's terrifying. But I feel like when you can push through that fear on the other side of it is something so And you know, and you just know it. I I know I'm talking to somebody who completely understands, but it's like, I am not without fear. I have been in very difficult situations personally, professionally, and I've chose to grow from them. And I choose to learn from them and say, okay, Haley, there's... And again, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm not nervous to get out of the military. And maybe my business will flop. And maybe, you know, I'll be an old cat lady for the rest of my life. I don't know. But it's like, there's always there's always that possibility but there's always something so great also and if i don't go for it i'm gonna regret it so yeah i just can't yeah man i just
0: think yeah that's a wonderful way to look at failure and setbacks and fear is you know you really have to learn to embrace it and, and and i really like what you said that hey on the other side of this thing that i'm about to do whether it's taking on a new role a new responsibility transitioning out of the air force there could be a pot of gold and lots of success, or I could be the old cat lady for the rest of my life. But I think either way, one of the things that you mentioned was that you get to learn and you get to grow from it. And I think that's really, really important in life. And, yeah. and I imagine that as people watch this and as they watch you, they'll be really inspired and maybe even more willing to take on some risk and do some of the things that are exciting to me.
1: I hope so. I hope so. And, and the only thing I want to say with that, too, and you said this before, is. Pivoting and realize that oh I'm gonna hit a wall here, but that doesn't mean you stop. It's you pivot into a different direction, and that's either God or whoever you believe is telling you that's not the path for you, and you just have to be like, all right, we're going in a different direction, and you just have to embrace it, like you said. So
0: yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me what what keeps you up at night.
1: Ah, what keeps me up at night? Feeling like when I die, I'm not gonna be able to do everything that I want to do in this world. Mm-hmm. For real.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. My sister last year, I have a sister that's two years older than me. Aww. And because of the pandemic and everything that's happening, she decided last year that, hey, I'm going to celebrate my birthday every month. Her birthday is 25 June. She said on the 25th of every month, I'm going to celebrate my my birthday because life is so short and I want to make sure that I accomplish and do the things that I, that I want to do and, and so yeah, I think you are well on your way to accomplishing, you know, all your goals because you're not afraid to take risks, you're having fun doing it. I wish more of us would be comfortable, you know, stepping out and doing the thing so that we don't end up on our deathbeds or whatever, wishing we took another vacation, wishing we tried out for the Dallas Cowboys, or wishing we owned our, our own business. So good on you, Haley. I really, really appreciate Thank you. Just who you show up as as a person, as a professional, and as a as a leader.
1: Thank you so much. And I need to get your sister's number. She sounds like a great time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for spending time with us today. I wish you nothing but luck. And I'll, I'll be following your journey, the rest of your time in the Air Force, and certainly when you become a Dallas Cowboys uh, cheerleader. And uh, I love to support your business in any in eye. I- Clearly, don't wear women's clothes, but I have a lot of really important women in my life that I'd love to uh, support your business by buying some of your stuff. So, thank you once again, and I'll turn it over to you for any final thoughts or comments that you might have for our audience.
1: Of course, again, thank you, Khalid. I mean, this has been incredible. You are so inspiring, and I'm just so thankful to be able to have these very open and honest conversations with you. And thank you for your work that you've been doing with the Air Force Aid Society. And it is just I just feel very blessed right now to be here today. I guess the only thing I will say is that women specifically out there, you can do anything you put your mind to. The world is yours. It's just, are you going to go for it? Are you going to go for it? Are you going to be scared? or Are you going to be fearless? And that is going to make you such an incredible and amazing person. And you're going to love yourself so much for doing that for yourself. So thank you. I'm human. I might seem like I got my crap together. I do not. I am here just being very Haley. And I hope everyone can feel a little bit more uplifted and happy today. And um, just know that it's okay to be exactly who you are. So thank you.
0: Well, if people don't feel uplifted after today, I'd have to check their post. So thank you once again, uh, Haley, for all that you do. Thanks for being such an inspiration. We really appreciate you. Let's Let's stay connected. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been your Airman helping and Airman podcast. I'm Khalif, your CEO for Air Force Aid Society. And I want to thank our guest, Haley McLean-Hill, an accomplished Air Force officer, a professional cheerleader and up and coming entrepreneur. So thank you, Haley, once again. And don't ever hesitate to reach out to Air Force Aid Society if you ever need any
1: Absolutely. Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you.